At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a sh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney you're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Big week. Minnesota Tim's with me today. Big week uh, in golf is the PGA Tour is coming back. What do you think? Oh, Hank, I'm uh, I'm actually surprised at how great of a field that we have this week with with um, with the PGA Tour returning at Colonial, which isn't really a destination site. I mean, you think about other tournaments like Memorial, the Genesis, the Colonial doesn't live up to any of those tournaments, Hank. So to get the field that we have this week um, with a bunch of questions surrounding COVID-19, and especially with the amount of social distancing that has gone away everywhere in the country to get the top five players in the world and 16 of the top 20, Hank. I mean, that's amazing to me. I I cannot believe the PGA tour pulled this off. Well, guys are dying to play. They're itching to play. They've been, they have been uh, sitting at home or they've been practicing on their own, but uh, social distancing and they're ready to go. I mean, I kind of, I kind of thought this would happen. I mean, and there's also you look at you look at other factors too, like you know the season's going, and uh, here we go. You know, before you know it, it'll be FedEx Cup playoffs, and guys don't want to miss that. So there, you got some guys that are not uh, you know looking too good in in that regard. I mean, uh, Kepka and Dustin Johnson, uh, the first two that come to mind, and both of them are. Outside of the top 100 in FedEx Cup standings, now you know they were heard at the beginning of the year and so on and so forth, and hadn't played their best when they have played. You would expect that they're going to play, and then you know everybody else is just probably chomping at the bit, ready to go. The only exceptions are the guys that, uh, well, I mean, who do you got? Adam Scott and you know overseas players, other than Canley. Canley's pretty much the only only one, uh, and Tiger. Yeah, well, yeah, Tiger too. I mean, Tiger has something about Colonial. I can't remember what it was. There was there was something about Colonial. He played there one time. Something happened. Uh, I don't know if he didn't like it. Didn't like the course. I, I can't. I can't remember. But anyway, I didn't think he'd play there. The rumor is he'll play 
next week at uh, Hilton Head, which would be a surprise too. Although Tiger's golf course selections kind of have changed a little bit over the years in, in terms of what fits his game. And I think he has adapted quite well to these courses where you don't have to hit driver or they don't want you to hit driver. They take driver out of your hand, which is one of the reasons why Colonial has struggled, I think. And of course, uh, you know, our friend Jeff Shackelford would be the first to point out that yeah, the thing that's hurt Colonial is the fact that the golf ball is hit so far today. I'm not going to say the golf ball goes so far because that, that when you say that, people people say, you know, well, it's all a golf ball, and it's not all a golf ball. It's it, it, all the tests show. And my friend Randy Peterson from Callaway, you know, was involved in these tests at Callaway. It's just it's fifty percent, fifty percent the club, fifty percent the the ball is where all the distances has come from. But Colonial is just a golf course that you know has kind of been you know a little bit outdated. It's not outdated in terms of the scores that they shoot. I mean, they won't go out there and just light it up. But the golf course has a lot of uh, dog legs that they, they can only it can only play so long there isn't anywhere to go it's it's surrounded by a river on one side and uh you know it's fenced in property i mean it's just only so big it's not a very big property and there's nowhere to push tees back and, and if they could push them back they've already done it so there's just there's nothing they can do to make it longer and then there's a lot of dog legs on the golf course and what happens is is if you you know if you're a player who hits it 300 yards or 320 yards or I mean how far these guys hit it Kepka, Rory, Dustin Johnson I mean Justin and they all bomb it and they hit it so far that that if the dog legs out there at 290 or 280 or 300 or whatever there's you know there's nowhere to hit it there's a lot of trees out there and they and that takes driver out of the player's hands and a lot of players don't like driver being taken out of their out of their hands and, and it, it's tough to hit a driver when you only hit it a few times around and that and i think that's the reason why and the dates you know the dates all uh you know fit into to to the uh thought process of a player in terms of whether or not they're going to play you know i want to get ready for they, they they start their season really just gearing around the majors and then it's it's like okay i'm gonna play all the majors I'm going to play the World Golf Championship events, They're the big money, no cut, you know, for free points for the uh, World Golf Rankings and, and, and FedEx. So I'm going to play those. And then they say, okay, I, I, I'm not going to play more than three in a row. I'm not going to play more than four in a row. I'll play four in a row once this year or twice this year, but the rest of the time I just want to play three in a row. I, I don't want to play before a major or I do want to play before a major. And then the schedule just pretty much fills itself in. And what happens is a lot of these tournaments kind of kind of get get left out. And then, of course, guys will, you know, like a Jordan Spieth will, will say, well, you know what, I can stay at home. Uh, you know, he lives in Dallas. I can stay at home and I'll, I'll you know, play Colonial. I'll play Byron Nelson. And that's kind of kind of the way the whole whole schedule works. So so these tournaments were, you know, sit on the outside looking in. But now with the whole schedule change and the fact that the, there's been such a stop down and, and guys are, are itching to play, then what ha- has happened is is you know you're going to get some good fields. I mean, you're going to probably have great fields the rest of the year, which will kind of you know Tim something we've talked about is you know the, the, all the premier golf league rumors and you know they're trying to get the better players together for more events and that's a, a big point of discussion that everybody has even the PGA Tour has it but that will kind of be like pushed on the back burner th- that thought process because they're going to be able to pretend like everything's great. Look, we got great fields. Well, the only reason they got great fields is because the, 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 the schedule's been condensed, which is a vote for less tournaments, better fields, uh, which I don't think you're going to, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, but uh, this year it will. And, and uh, it is, and now you got a great field and there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's really not that hard to figure out, Hank. I mean, less turn, fewer tournaments will provide, will create less pressure for some of these top players to play, and right. it will give them even. I mean, it, it won't really give them a opportunity to create their own schedule because if you only have, let's say, two tournaments per month, 
Well, that creates less playing opportunities, which creates less opportunity to be creative with your schedule. So players, you know, play three weeks in a row here, skip this one, play two weeks in a row here, skip this one, skip three weeks in a row, and then play two weeks in a row. So, I mean, it just seems to make so much more sense for the PGA Tour to have fewer tournaments on the schedule. And not only is that going to entice the top players to play more tournaments or play in the same tournaments more often, but it's going to appease the television sponsors because you look at what golf is going to be like this week and the rating will probably be higher than most PGA tour events this season only because I mean, well, one, because there's no other sports going on, which is very helpful, um, which is good for the tour. Um, but two, we don't feel oversaturated by the amount of golf and not only the hardcore guys, but the average guys, average guys who tune into golf every so often haven't seen golf or any sports for so long. And now the tour is coming back and it's the only sport back. So, I mean, I just wish the tour would eliminate some of these wraparounders and some of these meaningless events that uh, third tier players show up to. Yeah. Well, as long as they, as long as they play for the amount of money they play for and, and the top players have an opportunity to make a lot of money and they, you know, make money from endorsements too, as long as that's the case, they're going to play less. It's just that, you know, they've, they've got themselves convinced that, you know what, I got to rest my body. I got to work out in the gym. Uh, you know, I, if I play a little less, I'll play better. Now, back in the day, this was not a, a discussion. I mean, when, you know, when Sam Snead was playing and Ben Hogan and Byron Nelson and the whole lot of them, uh, they, they weren't playing for, you know, a lot of money. So in order to make money, they had to play all the time and they did play all the time. They just, they, they played, played all the time. And I, I know even, you know, go back into the, you know, early '80s when I first started coaching touring pros. I mean, it was nothing to see guys play uh, five, six events in a row, seven events in a row. You don't see that anymore. I mean, guys will play maybe three or four, and I use you've got a, a few guys that will you know always be playing, and they'll play in every event, and uh, you know the the uh, you know occasional player that does that. But it's not it, it, it's not as prevalent now as it uh as it was back then and 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 you know usually it's just guys with i don't know maybe they're single maybe they they don't have a family i mean i don't know they got you know they're 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 itching to go they're they're first year on the tour second year on the tour and they're just playing everything trying to get a feel for for what's going on out there but the guys that are established the guys that have played they're they're not they're not doing it and they're not gonna gonna play as much and we we you know we've been over this you know so many times but I don't think the tour is gonna gonna ever change that I I'd, I'd be surprised if they if they did because the thing that that they're into is creating opportunities for their members right meaning all these touring and and they we want to create playing opportunities that's their, that's their deal like you know the, the the commissioner grow the purses and create more playing opportunities for players mm-hmm. i mean i you know you think they they'd be better off having less playing opportunities i think they'd be better off having less playing opportunities and 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 then the, the fields would be better but as long as they can sell it as long as they can sell it to a sponsor as long as they can sell it to to a, a TV network, they're going to keep throwing tournaments out there. I mean, that's just that's just what they're they're going to they're going to do. And you know, they they caught a bad break this year because all these tournaments got canceled. But in in one respect, they caught a good break because and here's their one good break is like I just said earlier is is they're going to look like they've got great fields. You know, what's all this talk about the, P, the PGA Tour having weak fields? Oh, look, they got great fields, great fields. Well, they only got great fields because the schedule's condensed. So, you know, they're, they're really doing what we've been advocating, which is is having fewer tournaments, and then you'll have you have you'll have better fields. And and that's you know kind of kind of where they where they are they are right right now. But this this tournament that the Colonial was an invitational, 
which just means that it has a, a, a smaller field. There's a few of those. Uh, Genesis, Tiger's Tournament is an invitational. Jack Nicholas's Tournament is an invitational. Arnold Palmer's Tournament was an invitational. And a few, the invitationals have smaller fields, usually 120 players. Uh, they, they play faster. Or the, you know, the tee times uh, aren't as, as early. Uh, 120 versus 144. This this week they, they've expanded to 144 players because they want to give more guys a chance. Now, I mean, 24 guys is that really giving giving more guys a chance? Yeah, I guess it is, but it, it's not like you know you're you're fitting you know everybody in there that wants to play because there's plenty of guys that that do want to play that that aren't uh, you know, getting the uh, the opportunity. And you know that's uh, you know that's that's colonial. I mean that's that's the the, the deal. Now I want to get into uh, some more about this, but also I know you got some some questions for me. You want me to rattle rattle off? And I and I want to talk about this Mirrorfield Village, what they got going on over there. They're going back to back tournaments now. This this ties right into what I just talked about, which was uh, creating more playing opportunities. John Deere Classic got canceled. And they're going back to back at Muirfield, which is just like really odd, I think. But anyway, you know, let's let's talk about that a little bit when we come back on the Hank Any Podcast. Uh, we'll uh, hear from our sponsors here. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic: every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Minnesota Tim, by the way, I sent you a copy of my book today, so maybe you'll read it because we talked about your round. Yes, golf, I, I will read that. Okay, all right. Maybe, maybe you'll apply some of that next time you go out and play. How to play better golf today? Lessons of a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. There you go. What 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 chapter? Okay, let me get into this real <laughs> quick. What chapter do you think will be? best suited for a talented player like myself <laughs> well you claim to be a great putter well i've got the feel yeah i mean ben crenshaw ask on the greens yeah i mean you okay, talk about you, got, you claim to be you claim to yeah. be great so maybe just uh i don't know fixing your common mistakes that might be the chapter you want you focus in on okay get rid get rid of that right ball that <laughs> would be that would be number one on the on the project list 
Uh, concentrate on that first and then work your work your way. Now, there's a great chapter on practice and know how to practice, although I don't think you practice, do you? Do you ever practice? Like, do you ever, do you ever go to like a driving range and practice or out to Shadowbrook and just hit or, or do you just, you just want to play? Um, a lot of times my practice time happens in the field of dreams where I'm from, Hank. So my parents live in the country. And a lot of times what I will do is I'll hit balls from my parents' yard from their lawn and I'll hit them into the cornfield. I'll go out to the cornfield, come back to my parents' lawn, hit them into the cornfield again. And I will just really? do that. Yeah, I'll do that for 15 to 20 minutes. Well, uh, clearly the corn hasn't grown yet or something. I mean, how do you find your ball? Yeah, it's not grown yet. It's barely out of the ground. Okay, so you're out there in the dirt walking. Well, what does the farmer say about that? Is he okay with that? Yeah, they respect me. They love me. Yeah. They do? Oh, yeah. They love Minnesota, too. <laughs> you know, the far- same farmer uh, in your backyard for a long time? Is he the same guy that's always been farming there? Yes. Yeah. Yep. How's the farming business? Do you know? I, I don't know. I don't know. How many but, acres uh, does he have at Field of Dreams? Whew, there's a lot of acres. It is a massive field. I mean, they're out there for hours and hours at a time either planning it or you know um taking it out of the ground whatever you call that picking the corn (laughs) taking it out of the uh, big john deere tractors oh yeah massive massive yeah well speaking of john deere the tournament got canceled in the quad cities do you know where the quad cities are no i don't okay well i'm from illinois but i mean not anywhere near the quad cities Although my grandparents used to live near the Quad Cities, but the Quad Cities are, well, it's Davenport, Iowa, Rock Island, Illinois, Bettendorf, Iowa, Moline, Illinois, and East Moline, Illinois. Now, I don't know how you get Quad out of that. It looks like five, but I guess you got double Moline in there. And they canceled the tournament because of the whole COVID thing, right? Now, these are not big cities, Tim. Like Moline, between the two of them, East Moline and Moline, Illinois, they have 61,000 people. 37,000 in Rock Island, Illinois, 36,000 Bentendorf, Iowa, and 101,000 Davenport, Iowa. That's, that's the whole quad cities. So the whole, whole lot of it is 230,000 people. I mean, I, I wonder how, I don't know how many cases of COVID they had, but anyway, they, they, they canceled the tournament. I mean, you don't know what sponsors don't want to do it because they, they know they're, they're not going to get their money's worth and they can't, like John Deere would entertain their customers and what would like a lot of tournaments do, sponsors, they entertain their customers at the tournament. So they end up canceling the tournament. And now that the, you know, tour has an open date and they decide they're going to put a tournament on at Muirfield, which is site of the Memorial Tournament, one of the best tournaments on tour. And they're going to go back to back there at Muirfield. Now, why do you think they're doing that? I mean, I'm trying to figure that out. Well, we talked about it earlier, Hank. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. You talked about how the PGA Tour is all about playing opportunities for the player. And I mean, they just create they just created this PGA Tour University they were talking about, which gives college players an opportunity to play. Um, and now here's another opportunity, Hank, where the PGA Tour. I mean, there were there were there were conversations that the PGA Tour was trying to recreate the Players Championship at TPC Sawgrass on this date. Um, and also, oh, really? yeah, there were, there were talks about trying to get the players championship going again here. And, um, I don't know, Hank, I mean, it's just another playing opportunity for the player. Yeah. But it will yeah. be interesting. I mean, with a full 156 man field event before a 120 field event, it will be curious to see how they set that golf course up. Well, they'll have to vary the T's is right. one thing they'll have to do because here's the, here's one of the problems you got. Not that this is a, you know, a, a deal breaker, but, but Memorial and his Nicholas's term at Muirfield Village is, is incredible golf course. Just absolutely incredible. And you see this at, uh, 
tournaments like at U.S. Opens or whatever and practice rounds at any kind of tournament. And what they'll do on the practice round is they always have a rule. They say one ball only into the greens. Because if you think of it, you got 156 players. If everybody plays a practice round, now you got that, that's 156 balls landing on a green. And if they do that, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's, you know, 450 balls are hitting that green with a, a high shot in, making a ball mark. That's 450 ball marks on the green. If guys are hitting more than one ball or uh, if if they're, you know, hitting from the same spot out in the ferry, which is what they will do because, you know, they all kind of hit into the landing area where every hole has a landing area. So they'll hit to the landing area, especially see this on par fives where the players will uh, lay up short of the green or short of a hazard or whatever. You have that a lot at, at uh, Muirfield. And then they'll hit a wedge shot. And, and at the very least, they'll practice that shot in the practice round. Even if they hit a good drive and they can reach the par five and two, they'll practice from the wedge distance just in case they hit a poor drive. So they've practiced it. Well, now all of a sudden you've got, think of it. I mean, if, if you've got 150 players in the field and they, you know, well, I mean, you have a cut. So they're going to they're gonna play for five days, 150, that's 750 divots you know, from the fairway on a par five in the layup area. And, 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 that, and then the weekend, you got another 150 because the guys that, that make the cut. So you got 900 divots there that are being taken in that fairway. And then you'll have 900 divots the next week. So 1,800 divots will get taken from somewhere in the fairway on all these holes. And if it's a hole where the players always hit iron off the tee, for instance, those 900 divots are going to be in, in close proximity to one another the first week, and then there'll be 900 more the next week. And if it's a par five where players lay up, I mean, you got 1,800 divots there. By the end of two weeks, you have 1,800 divots. It's it's going to affect the condition of the golf course. I'm I'm kind of surprised that they're doing that. That Jack Nicholas, you know, is is letting them do that. But I mean, I'm sure they're paying some kind of a site fee because he's losing all his member play, he's losing his guest play, and he's you know got a lot of you know, extra maintenance on the on the golf course be, because of this. And that's just one thing that I thought. I mean, this this has been the issue when they, the USGA decided to have the men's and women's U.S. Open at the same course. It's like back-to-back weeks. I mean, that's a lot of divots being taken from the fairway. But what they did is, you know, they put the tees in different places, so the, at least on most holes, they weren't all hitting from exactly the same spot, but there's certain holes that you can't avoid that. So that, that that's the first thing that, that came to, to my mind. You know, as for why they're doing it, I think you're, you're right, creating opportunities. And the other thing that I, I, I thought about is, is there must be something in the TV contracts where they have to they have to have a certain amount of tournaments. Sure. And if they don't have that amount of tournaments, they're going to have to start giving back money or, 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 or not receiving money because they didn't. Uh, you know, fulfill the the contract with the the television. I mean, that's I, I would think that that's why they're they're trying to jam in as many tournaments as they can. I mean, I think it's really what precipitated you know getting getting all things started started back. I, I really really think that clearly was a factor. There's no doubt about that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, that you know, you, it's just something you haven't seen before. But we haven't seen a lot of stuff like this before. This is right. uh, you know yeah. really. Really a, a, a big uh, big deal. All right, we'll get into some of your questions when we come back. We'll take a, a, another break. Uh, remember about Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. If you haven't tried it, your chance is uh, right on the website, voodoopainrelief.com. You can get a free two-week supply. If you've got uh, any kind of uh, muscle pain, arthritis pain. I took the big bike ride yesterday with uh, my son, Henry. Oh, yeah? Yeah, 15 miles. He's seven years old. He made it 15 miles. Wow. Pretty nice. Holy yeah. crap. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. And that heat, little... too? Wow. Yeah. Well, it was, yesterday was a little cooler, but uh, he, he he's, he's getting there. I said, you got to get in shape. You got you to, you know, work out a little bit. So that was, that was, <laughs> it was good. But anyway, he 
He needed a little voodoo on his legs last night. He said, <laughs> funny, he's so cute. But anyway, anybody that, that uh, has arthritis pain, they, they, they love the results they're getting from Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. So check it out. Free two-week supply, voodoopainrelief.com. All right, we'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> So, Tim, the, the uh, tournament that they're having before, this is the John Deere replacement. This is the tournament they're having before the memorial. This is going to be sponsored by Workday, which Workday is really stepping to the plate. They were a big sponsor at the uh, the match. So they're, they're obviously looking to get really involved in golf. They already are because they, they uh, sponsor Phil Mickelson, but they're looking to even get get more involved. It's it's. You know, it's pretty. It's pretty incredible how sponsors are seemingly. You know, you mentioned about how they have all these wraparound turns, but sponsors are seemingly just waiting in the wings to get an opportunity to sponsor a PGA Tour event. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. They, yeah, they are. I wonder if it'll 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 continue. You know, with uh, with everything. I guess you know. I mean, I look at the stock market. I guess the economy is going to be okay. I don't know. It's really. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, one of the reasons they canceled the John Deere Classic, Hank, is because uh, um, fans weren't allowed to attend that tournament, which obviously brings revenues down. Um, That was one of the reasons they canceled that tournament. So with fans being able to show up at Memorial, 8,000, and that's the first Is that what it is, 8,000 they can have? Yep, a maximum of 8,000 at Memorial. But none the week before, right? None the week before. And they also need to have face masks. So, I mean, I don't know who's going to show up. Would you do that? No, I wouldn't. Especially if, I mean, if it was like 65, 70 degrees, I would. But it's not going to be that cold. The whole face mask thing is, what what is that all about, seriously? I mean. Perception. You think it is? It's all I mean, it just seems like they changed their minds so much. I mean, when this thing first started happening, this COVID thing happened, everybody had to wipe off their boxes that they got from Amazon because it was uh, the virus lived on the box for two weeks. 
then they decided that that no no that, that it's, it's not living on surfaces as long as we said. And then I heard, then I heard it, it could only uh, live in the you know sunlight was was killing the virus, and it it wouldn't last for like you know thirty seconds or something or a minute in the air. But I mean anyway, it's just it seems like there's so much information that is just changing all the time. This whole, you know, at first they didn't want you wearing a face mask, but that was because they didn't have enough face masks for the hospital. So they didn't want, they didn't want any of us taking up the face mask because they wanted to save them for the hospitals. And then they decided, oh, no, we need to wear a face mask. And I'm like, I didn't see all those protesters wearing face masks. Did you? I mean, some of them did, but yeah, some were, some weren't. I mean, uh, when just, you went down, when you went down to the uh, to the, uh, you went down there, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. You went down to see the uh, memorial. I uh, did. Everybody have a face mask on, or how many? What percentage of people you think had a face mask on there in Minnesota? I would say probably about seventy five percent of people had a face mask on. I did oh, really? not, but most you didn't. Did. Why not? Uh, one, because I wasn't really, well, I was near the crowd, but I wasn't that close to the crowd. I was on the outskirts of the crowd. I wasn't in it. I wasn't that close to people. And I mean, I honestly don't wear a face mask unless I'm visiting, um, older people. Like I went to the grocery store earlier this morning. I didn't wear a face mask and a lot of people weren't. I mean, this was the first time that I went into a grocery store and a majority of people were not wearing a face mask. And I was surprised by that. I mean, would you go to a golf tournament? And have to, uh, Suzanne, my wife, uh, went on the airplane the other day up to uh, Spokane to go up to Gaza Ranch, and she had to wear the face mask. She said it was brutal. Uh. I mean, like two hours and a half with the face mask. I don't know. I mean, it makes me not want to fly. To be honest with you, I don't want. I don't. Want, I mean, I really don't want to fly anyways because I want to. I don't want to breathe it all in. I don't want to wear a face mask. So I guess I mean I can't have it both ways. But it, it, I don't know. I just can't see going to a golf tournament. It's gonna be like, it could be hot. Could be like ninety degrees or something. Eighty-five degrees, whatever it is. You can't. I mean, my glasses fog up with that uh, face mask on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't just twenty percent of the fans. You think it'll be twenty percent will be there? That's gonna look so weird. Everybody face masking. <laughs> is that, is that, I wonder if that's gonna be the way at um, like NFL games, college football games. Everybody's gonna be face masking out there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I, I would. I would. I would assume the NFL and college football would do something similar. I mean, the fans can't be completely packed. Uh, you know, maybe out of every other other seat or something along those lines but um with the memorial going back to back hank um with uh mirfield village hosting back-to-back tournaments what what kind of uh field would you expect that first tournament to get would you expect tiger to play at a place like mirfield village twice back-to-back weeks that he's so familiar with well he won't he won't play back-to-back but some guys will I mean, it depends. What, what's the week before that? What's uh, what's uh, the, the schedule? What's this guy? I've, I've lost track of the schedule now. I mean, I don't. I don't even know what the schedule is. What What do we got before? I mean, I, I just know the first two weeks we got uh, this and that. You know, we got the Colonial, and then we got the Hilton Head, and then the Travelers Championship, I believe. Okay, then the Travelers. I'm pulling it up right now. Let's see here. Okay, give, give me, give me the, give me the whole, uh, whole deal here. All right. So we got uh, the Charles Schwab, um, okay. and then the Hilton Head RBC yeah. Heritage um, Travelers Championship, and then uh, the Rocket Mortgage Classic up in uh, Detroit. Yep, Detroit is originally scheduled May 28th. It got rescheduled to July 2nd. And then, uh, there's, and then it's a uh, Mirfield Village, um, July 9th to the 12th, and then it's the memorial after that. So, um, Rocket Mortgage to Mirfield Village twice. Hmm. Well, I mean, if and then what's after Mirfield? After the Mirfield, it is. Um, man, it's so it's confusing as hell. Um, might be the 3M Open. <laughs> Your tournament. No, well, there's one. No, no. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, 3M Open. Yeah. Yeah. The big one. <laughs> the big one. <laughs> oh, the big one. 
Yeah. But that's the big one. Huh? Well, people skip there. Maybe they will play Muirfield twice. I mean, if you like the golf course, why wouldn't you? Yeah, if you like the golf course, why wouldn't you? And guy, certain guys will play. I mean, I think the idea is if the memorial's an invitational, so there's fewer players and a, probably it'd be a, definitely be a better field. But then I'm, I'm sure you get some, you know, crossover at, at both both weeks. Hmm. I don't know if you like the course. A lot of a lot of playing on the tours, like in the golf course, a lot of people don't really take that into account enough uh, how much that's the case i mean guys play the first year on the tour second year on the tour they play around they they get a feel hey i like this course i like i got a great place to stay here you know the food's good i found a bunch of good restaurants i really this is you know easy from the airport whatever whatever thought process they've got and then you know they're creatures i have and you know what i'm always going to play here at jack nicholas's Tournament Muirfield. A lot of people love the milkshakes. They have the great milkshakes in the clubhouse for the players, and they treat them really well. So that, believe it or not, that attracts players because people talk about it all the time. The condition of the golf course. They got a great practice area. Some guys like you know, hey man, we play play here. They got a great practice area, and you know, for guys that like to practice, that's a big thing. So it just depends on you know what. Kind of uh, are your hot buttons, and then once they 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 figure it out, then that's where they they end up end up going. So I'm I'm sure there'll, there'll be some guys that just think, hey, this is an opportunity because you know Muirfield's voted like one of the, uh, I think Riviera is like maybe number one, and then uh, number I think number two is like Muirfield. It's right up there. I know it's definitely top five. So, you know, a chance to play there twice. Maybe guys will jump on it. I don't huh. know. We'll see. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out soon enough. All right. So, Hank, I've been doing some research here, and you were explaining earlier in the podcast that Tiger Woods doesn't like Colonial for um, for some reason anyway. And I went back to 1997, and I found an article about Tiger Woods um, shooting a 72 in his final round on Sunday and lost to David Frost in 1997 as he was one shot back. Um, going into the final round. Well, it says here he survived an out-of-water double bogey at nine, followed it up with a bogey, followed it up with a bunch of long irons over the green, followed that up with slamming clubs after bad shots. He was pissed <laughs> off. He was angry. He was pissed off at his game, putting shots into the bunker. And then I go to this 2017 article by Mike Perky um, from the Morning Read Golf at a Glance, and he says this, most of the game stars, particularly the big hitting players, stay away from Colonial. They can't keep it between the trees off the tee and dislike hitting irons instead of drivers, therefore erasing their length advantage. Tiger Woods didn't play the Colonial for exactly that reason. And he says, ditto for world number one, Dustin Johnson. Um, that's back in 2017. So neither of those guys played in 2017. DJ's obviously playing this week um, at Colonial. So curious to hear your thoughts about um, Mike Perky and Tiger's struggles in 1997 at Colonial. Well, I mean that was a long time ago, you know, and he was just getting going. But I knew there was—I knew there was something I couldn't remember. I knew I figured it had something to do with the golf course. But he's changed now, you know. He likes to play these courses where you can dink it around a little bit, and he's played them quite well. So I don't—I don't think that, that that's you know the, the the whole thing. But there's something about it. I don't know. Yeah, you know, and he's he's not playing, but but he'll he'll play he'll play soon enough, and if he plays anything like he did in that match, he'll he'll play well because he looked great there, definitely looked great. What do you what do you think you 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 were talking earlier when we were talking about cloning? You said you know it's the only sport going, and well, there's there's other stuff going, but it's almost the only sport going. Uh, what do you think the ratings would be like? Will they will, will they be uh, like like the match? The match was on on cable TV, uh, you know, the TBS, Turner, whatever, and yet they they drew a big audience. Do you think this this will be something like that? I don't think it will be nearly no, as big as that. I don't think but so either. It will be bigger than the Taylor made driving relief. I would suspect. I mean, if you think about the match 2.0, the real match, the big boy match on TNT, the only player playing. I mean, obviously. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, those two players are already eliminated. Um, Phil Mickelson's playing this week, and he's the only one, and Tiger's not. And we all know that wherever Tiger Woods is, and th that's where the needle is. So, I yeah. mean, 
I would suspect that uh, what the Taylor made driving relief got like a 2.8 rating, 2.35, and the TNT match got somewhere close. It got like six million viewers or something like that, whatever that is in the rating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would expect this to be somewhere in the middle. I don't think it will be as low as the Taylor made driving relief, but I don't think it will be as high as the match 2.0. Yeah. Here's one of the things about the great field. And this is what happens when, whenever you have a tournament, doesn't matter what. So you've got all these top players. What did you say? 16 out of the top 20? Yes. They're playing in them. There'll be great fields, you know, at, at Memorial, and there'll be great fields at Hill. I mean, there'll be great fields the rest of the way. When you look at those players, the top players, like after one round, and in some cases after nine holes, you know, some of them will already be eliminated. I mean, it's just very rare that that the top players all, you know, play good at the same time. It's be interesting to see like who's been working on their game, who's had a chance to work on their game. Have they have they even been playing or practicing? And when they played the Taylor made drive and relief, uh, Dustin Johnson, you know, it, it sounded like he hadn't even been playing at all. And it just started up a few days before that that match or the skins game, whatever the thing was they had. And, you know, he, he didn't he didn't have much. So, it, you know, like we're, we're going to talk tomorrow about, you know, the, the bets and, you know, this guy against that guy. Well, I mean, how do you know? I mean, everything's just total guess because you have no idea how somebody's been playing or what they've been doing other than just watching that that match a little bit. Yeah, that brings up a question for me, Hank, that I want to ask you. So um, Tiger Woods, he will generate a gallery no matter what, whether he's shooting Eight over par, 12 over par, it doesn't matter. Genesis Open earlier this year, he shot terrible, and he had the biggest gallery on the course. So my question for you, Hank, is how many of the top players do you think would generate a good gallery? I mean, not massive, not Tiger Woods massive, but how many of the top players would still generate a good gallery um, despite shooting five over six over par? Like, would Rory and Rom and Kepka and DJ and Justin Thomas do you think those guys would still generate a good gallery, a good following, um, no, even if they were playing poor? Zero. Zero. R- really? Not even Rory? No. Wow. Well, Rory doesn't play poor. So, I mean, you don't have to worry about that. He hasn't <laughs> played poor. He hasn't played poor in a long time. That's true. You're not, you're not going to see that. But none of them, really. I mean, what happens is at tournaments is people make a list. You know, they're going to watch a tournament. Now, some people just go to hang out. Some people, of course, there's not going to be fans there anyways, but but let's just say when there are fans. Okay, that's a hypothetical question. But you go to a tournament, you might have a couple ways you could do it. Some people go and they just sit by a hole. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit behind this tee and watch them tee off. Or I'm going to sit by the green and I'm going to watch them come in. Other people are wandering around kind of having a party. And then other people are there watching the golf. Now, if they're watching the golf, they're making a list and they're thinking, okay, I want to see, I want to see Dustin Johnson. I want, I want to watch him for a couple holes. I want to watch Phil Mickelson for a few holes. I want to watch Jordan Spieth for a few holes. I want to watch Ricky Fowler for a few holes. I want to watch uh, Justin Thomas for a few holes. I want to watch Roy McIlroy for a few holes. This is how they do it. And then, you know, hopefully some of these guys will be playing together so they can, you know, knock, knock off two birds with one stone. And, and that's what they're going to do. And the only player that they might say, you know what, I'm going to go watch Tiger play his whole round. He's the only player. I mean, nobody else. I'm just saying, yeah, they'll get a gallery, but it'll be an on and off guy. There isn't, I don't think there's, he, Tiger's the only person that people are going to say, I don't care what he shoots. I'm going to follow him for 18 holes because I want to say I watched Tiger Woods play 18 holes. You know, and no, nobody's going to say that about anybody else. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's bad. It's just it's just the way it is. I mean, he's an iconic figure. You know, he's goat. I mean, you just it's different. Everything's it's just totally different. Greatness, yeah. Well, you know, the Hall of Fame, uh, major winner, tournament winner. Uh, a nice guy, social media star, whatever it is, they think, you know what? I want to watch him play, but they're not going to be hanging out with him for 
18 holes, no matter what he shoots. That's all, that only that only happens with one guy. And that's Tiger. Yeah, but that you know that doesn't that doesn't have to happen to make a golf tournament be fun to go to or fun to to watch or you know successful. None of those things have to happen. There's a lot of different ways you can enjoy a golf tournament. But in answer to that question, there's one guy. All right, we'll talk about uh, the the Colonial in, in more depth uh, tomorrow on the, the podcast. But, uh, Tim, thanks for joining me. Oh, uh, remember but- to follow us on Twitter, at Hank Haney and at Tim Parachka. You can uh, email your questions to hankhaneygolf at outlook.com. My new book is out, How to Play Better Golf Today, Lessons of a Lifetime. You can get that at haneyuniversity.com. You can also... Get the the uh, push carts on there. We've got the quick fold push carts, which nobody can get, by the way. They're they're sold out everywhere. We've got them, and we got them for the best price too. I was able to get a hold of these, and it's the hottest thing in golf. Everybody wants a push cart, so we we got them at HaneyUniversity.com, and it's a fantastic. It's the best push cart. I mean, I just analyze the whole thing, and I love it. It's a fantastic quick fold. What it's called. So we'll check that out. HaneyUniversity.com and subscribe so you can get your free golf tips from me. Uh, that will be up and running uh, shortly with the, the free golf tips, and they'll be coming to you on a on a regular regular basis. So make sure you've got your subscription. Sorry, it's free. You can just sign up. Just give us your email address, and you'll start receiving everything. And most importantly, hit the uh, follow button on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts, so that we're there every day with the Hank Haney podcast. Hope everybody has a good day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow on the Hank Eddie Podcast. The Hank Eddie Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.